everyone. Lauren from Bone Chillers Podcast here. Today I am with uh, a special guest. Hello. It's Rupert. Yay. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry for the delay This in this uh, second episode of the second season. Um, yeah, just life gets in the way sometimes. But here we go. Um, we have a bit of a, a funny one, don't we, this time? Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked Rupert what he wanted to talk about, and he said... Goblins. Goblins. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Although you probably already knew that, because the title is going to be Goblins. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess before we get started, have you had any spooky encounters lately? Um, not any spooky encounters. It's specifically with goblins, though. No, just any in general. Uh, not really, but we did go on a ghost tour. Yeah, in, in Seville. In Seville, in Spain. Yep. On a holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say it was very scary, but it did have some cool stories. Yeah. Did you feel like there were any spooky things going on when she was telling the story? Um, no. Oh. Did you? No. <laughs> Although one story that I wanted to tell Joseph, maybe on the next one, it gave me like a little shiver. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll tell somebody who hasn't heard it before to see what their reaction is because obviously you've heard it, so it's nothing new for you. Um, but yeah, we just spoke about one that was like a haunted restaurant where they had kind of built over graves of children who were in the orphanage next door. Yeah. And people were like just eating outside and stuff. So I wonder if it, if anyone was like, I don't know, if we walked up to a random couple in the street and was like, hey, do you feel eerie? <laughs> if they would have said anything, because I'm sure it's not something that they advertise. No. But, I mean, we were stood there. Did you feel anything? Um, I didn't really want to go to that restaurant. Because <laughs> of the ghost? Yeah. Um of all the ghosts mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't feel eerie no no so why didn't you want to go to the restaurant then um it just seemed disrespectful that it was built over the graves but I suppose a lot of places are built over children's graves yeah but I guess like maybe some places don't know whereas this one was like yeah we know it's here <laughs> we're just gonna pretend that it's not yeah apparently that's the Spanish way that's what our tour guide said yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway. Cover up all the killing. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, should we just get into the, the goblin stories? Yeah, so why did you want to do the goblins? I didn't want to do the goblins. Why did you want to do the goblins? Uh, I just think goblin is a funny word. Not that they're scary or anything. I don't really know anything about them. I was going to ask that. Did you know much about them? No, I just, I mean, mostly, like... They're just like in fantasy things, aren't they? Goblins. Yeah. And they're like in uh, like video games. They're like the starting enemy. You just like kill a goblin for the oh. first level. <laughs> yeah, what, in like World of Warcraft or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor little goblins. Yeah, so they're just quite cute. But I wonder if there is a scary side and wonder where they came from. Well, They've just been around forever, goblins, right? Forever. Well, I feel like you should like goblins or know them because if I think like they mostly have come from this area, it's like a Celtic thing. The goblins, right? Um, I think I might have spoken about a goblin 
story once before with Joseph when I was just talking about like folklore and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a little one who just, I don't know, like knocked over milk or made milk go bad and things like that. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, so that was a while ago. Like so, imp. yeah. So I, I didn't repeat that story again because if you've been listening, maybe you don't want to hear it again. But if you do want to hear that story, it's probably in the myths and folklore one, which is a while back now. Um, but yeah, so I will, uh, I'll get going. So, um, according to Wikipedia, the, (laughs) what a goblin is, is, uh, in Western folklore, a wandering sprite that is usually mischievous, but often malicious. Goblins supposedly live in grottos, but attach themselves to households where they are believed to bang upon pots and pans, snatch nightclothes off of the bodies of sleeping people. (laughs) How? (laughs) Move furniture at night and flee after rapping on walls and doors. So they're like little rapscallions. Yeah. They're thought to help parents discipline children by rewarding the latter with presents when they are good and punishing them when they are disobedient. Mm. It says, a goblin is a small, grotesque, monstrous creature, poor guy, that appears in the folklore of multiple European cultures. First attested in stories from the Middle Ages, they are ascribed conflicting abilities, temperaments, and appearances depending on the story and country of origin. Um, Yeah, so they can either be bad or good. Oh, I thought you might like this little fact. Mm -hmm. The term goblet has been used to refer to female goblins. (laughs) Goblet. That's awful. I hate that word. Goblet. Goblet. Oh, goblet. Yeah. Why is it not like goblinette? Yeah, goblin. Yeah. (laughs) Lady goblin. Yeah. So, apparently goblins are common in English, Scottish, and Irish folklore, serving as a blanket term for all sorts of evil or mischievous spirits. Right. So, there's um, different kinds of goblins, and I've picked out quite a few, actually, from uh, all around the world. But I'm going to start with a hobgoblin. Right. Uh, And a hobgoblin is a household spirit appearing in English folklore... Uh, they were once considered helpful, but um, since the spread of Christianity, they often like have turned and are considered to be mischievous. So they used to be good. Yeah, originally they were really good. They like helped you with your stuff, like did chores and things for you, and then Christianity was like, no, bad. Right. Yeah. Can't do that. Did people worship them? I don't know about worshiping. I think they just uh, maybe they lived in harmony. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it says. Hobgoblins seem to be small, hairy little men. <laughs> like, and then this, like their close relatives, the brownies. <laughs> right? I didn't look up what a brownie was, really, because I was like, this is just going to be, be going into, like, a goblin wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, apparently, hobgoblins are often found within human dwellings, doing odd jobs around the house while the family is asleep. <laughs> right. I will have a hobgoblin, please. So, I guess that's kind of like, um, like Dobby in Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. He was like a goblin or something, wasn't he? He was definitely a goblin. I'll I'll talk about there's a there's some goblins that definitely she did like um yeah, she did her goblin research. Right. But yeah. Um cuz he just like helps around the house or whatever. Does he? I mean, I don't really remember what his problem is. I think he just shows up and doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Didn't he die? Maybe I mean spoiler alert. I think yeah, in like the one that was really dark, like number eight. Yeah, I feel like he like died on a beach, like in Harry Potter's arms. 
<laughs> he was like, Maybe, I don't really remember. Death of Dobby. Poor Dobby. Yeah. Um, okay, so these chores are typically small tasks like dusting and ironing, and the only compensation they want is food. That's all <laughs> right. right isn't it? Yeah. So apparently, yeah. brownies are more peaceful. Are we going back to the brownies? No, no, no. It just it just makes a little comparison. So brownies are peaceful, whereas hobgoblins are fond of practical jokes. Right. And it says like other fairy folk, hobgoblins are easily annoyed. So yeah, they can be mischievous, frightening, and even dangerous. So yeah, I th- okay. So here we go. Yeah, I think Dobby is a hobgoblin because it says attempts to give them clothing will often banish them forever. Though whether they are offended by such gifts or are simply too proud to work in new clothes differs from teller to teller. So do they wear clothes? Well, I guess. Or are yeah. they naked? Well, it doesn't say that they're naked. But they don't. They don't like to change their clothes. No, like Dobby had like a sack or whatever, and then right. they were like, "Oh, I need a sock," and he was like, "I can't wear this sock. This is not. I don't want this new clothes of a sock." Interesting. Um. And then, apparently, local people in North York Moors, oh, yeah. they believe that every single dale had its own hobgoblin. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and there are just, like, little places in the area that they're like, oh, yeah, hobgoblin must live here. There's some rocks and caves. And you're like, okay. Do they name them? Uh, I couldn't find any names. I mean, they're all just local legend, I guess. Right. But it says they were quite often attached to farmers and families, and they would be very helpful with household chores and farm work. They worked extremely (laughs) hard and fast and would expect no reward except for a daily jug of fresh cream. (laughs) But how did they... So what evidence was there that they were doing all this work? So they worked really hard on the farm. Yeah. So that the farm would go... Would they see the goblin, or would they, like, do it... Well, I guess you, like, wake up the next day, and you're like, oh... My laundry has been done overnight. And on the farm, like, like the cows have been like Milked knocked out or something. The corn's been picked. Maybe. Shucked the corn. I mean, I guess this. I mean, if you're giving him clothes to say thanks, then you must know that he is around. Right. Okay. So I wonder if there's any theories on what this was based on, or was it just like myth? Yeah. Yeah, it's just myth. I think. Or was there just somebody, like, hanging around the farm doing all the farm work in secret? <laughs> it was like your mom doing the kids' chores, and they're like, oh, the goblin was here, and the mom's like, you little shit, it was me. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> if I was the one doing the farm work, I'd want, like, compensation for it. I want to get paid, or I want to get something. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess they left a bit of milk out. Or whatever, yeah, you just but... wanted cream. That's right. it. Although, here, look, it says, Hobbs always worked in secret, but if they were upset or not rewarded, they would become mischievous and bad-tempered. Right. They would get upset if people spied on them, gave them clothes as gifts, or asked them to do tasks that weren't necessary. <laughs> Menial tasks. Mm. Right. Long ago, apparently, <laughs> one farmer and his family in Farndale, do you know where that is? No. No. They were getting fed up of a mischievous hobgoblin. <laughs> His tricks, like turning the milk sour. They became so infuriated that early one morning they packed all of their belongings into their wagon and set off to move to another farm. That's... <laughs> they couldn't deal with him anywhere, so they left. Right. Tried to leave. It says they hoped to sneak away before the hobgoblin woke up and noticed what they were doing. A few miles further on, a friend called out, Well, I see you're flitting. From inside a milk churn came the voice of the hobgoblin <laughs> shouting, Oh, yes, we're flitting. Sadly, the farmer and his family had to turn around and head back to their old farm. So there's no escape from hobgoblins. So it just followed them. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> but I mean, does it matter to the hobgoblin? It really likes the family, or it doesn't. Well, I probably could just stay on the farm. Someone else would come, and I presume it's some sort of lease on this farm. <laughs> So the new yeah, would come. Yeah. Also, like, imagine you've just moved into this farm and you're like, yeah, I'm here. And then the family's like, never mind. And we need it back. Right. Because mm. this hobgoblin is still here. I and they, know. that was all because they turned the milk sour. Yeah. They were like, I've had enough of this mischievous mm. hobgoblin. And they should just give him a sock. They but they know. don't like getting the sock. Yeah, but that's why. It makes them go away. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Or yeah. freeze them or whatever if you're Dobby. <laughs> right. Although you know what, when I was looking up stuff, one of them is actually called Dobby. So she just stole the Dobby Goblin. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um another one I found is called the Earl King. And this one seems to be like mostly well known in Germany. Okay. And uh I think uh was he also like Dutch? Like that kind of area. So it says, in uh, European folklore and myth, the Earl King is a sinister elf. (laughs) Elf now. I thought he was a... Anyway. Who lingers in the woods. He stalks children who stay in the woods for too long and kills them by a single touch. (laughs) From several origin stories and interpretation, it becomes clear that the Earl King lures children with promises of a land full of happiness, fun, and joy. Right. And I did see that it also, like, is kind of like death like if you see him um it means you're gonna die and then depending on his facial expression is like how you're gonna die so if he has like a mean face on it's not gonna be good oh Jesus. but if he's like smiling then you're all right and this is in germany yeah you saw this little goblin thing i saw him no i didn't see one well no, i hope you didn't see it otherwise i wouldn't be here right now probably yeah. i don't know how much of a Heads up, he gives you. Mm. How much notice? Yeah, I wonder if it's like Saint Day or <laughs> yeah, at some point. Uh, yeah, I think it's immediate. So, a <laughs> there is a guy called Johann Wolfgang von Goeth. Sorry, I'm probably pronouncing that completely incorrectly. He wrote a poem uh, in Dutch, I believe. He, which was later translated into English by Sir Walter Scott and then also put to song by Franz Schubert. Right. And it features the Earl King. You can find the poem online. It's quite easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this poem, a father is bringing back his boy home. It says, with all haste on horseback. So obviously quite quickly. Right. The weather is in- extremely inclement and the atmosphere is one of impending doom. Ooh. The child seems delirious and the father extremely paranoid about dangers on the way. The child tells his father that he can see and hear the Earl Kong. They call it Earl Konig. Right. Earl King. Who keeps making promises yeah. to the child about a wonderful place with beautiful things, fun and games and friendly companionship. While he tells his, fathers about, his father about these promises, his father, who does not perceive the existence of the Earl King, is further bewildered and grows more perplexed, trying to offer the child simple, natural explanations of what he might be seeing or hearing. According to the Earl King mythology, the being keeps trying to lure the child, saying that his daughters will become his friends and play with him. He would get to enjoy beautiful flowers and rich clothes. Um, and then when he repeated this to his father, the father successfully explains them away using natural phenomena. Mm. However, the Earl King lost patience and through the child informed the father that he'll take the child by force. 
So the child then told his father that the Earl King touched him and has done him harm. Uh, horrified, the father speeds up and holding the howling and crying child tight in his arms. Right. But he, they get to their house. Um, however, when he dismounts the horse, he finds that the child's dead. <gasps> the Earl King won. They killed him. Yeah. He was like, you don't want to give me your child? You can't have him either. So, but he was he going to give him the fine clothes, the f- flowers that the child Probably wanted? Probably not. It was all a trick. It was all a trick. So what did the uh, Earl King get out of it? A child. Like the child's spirit? I guess. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. You'll have to ask the Earl King what he wants to do with the children, because I'm not really sure. Yeah. I mean, it's quite different from the like the Celtic one, where it was... Um, it was, like, just mischievous. It was doing, like, farm work. Yeah, just being, like, a brat. Yeah, it's basically just quite helpful, really. It was yeah. A good good little guy. And yeah. just a small, hairy man. Yeah. Whereas this one's just, like... Death on your children. If yeah, you just a child-murdering little bastard, really. Yeah. But again, I feel like these stories, whenever it involves a child... Yeah. ...being taken or killed or something, it's just, like a parent made that up so that their kid doesn't misbehave. Like this one, like, they go into the woods. Mm. Right? They're like, oh, if you stay in the woods too long, the Earl King's gonna get you and kill you. Yeah, It's yeah. like, well, okay, my Stop mom says I can't... Yeah, I can't stay in the woods now for too long because I'm gonna die. And it's just, that's a way to get the kids to behave. Yeah, and to not get tempted by, like, fine clothes and flowers. New girlfriends... Your girlfriends? Was that one of the things? Yeah, he said that my daughters will be your friends. Oh. And play with you. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's that, the Earl King. Yeah. Do you think that's scary? Would that put put you off? I mean, I wouldn't go into the woods. No? No. Would you have before, though? Maybe. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Imagine, like, they're like, oh, little Billy went into the... Into the woods. Mm. But he never came back. You know why? Because the Earl King got him. And you're like, what? But they could have just been like, well, a wolf got him. Or, a wolf got him. You know, where he fell. Yeah, but this is scarier. A wolf? You're like, oh, well, I can outrun a wolf. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah? I mean, I don't know. You would think... Would you rather go up against a wolf or an Earl King? The wolf. The Earl King sounds horrifying. I guess he can just look at you and kill you with it. Like just a touch face. you and that's it, you're dead. Yeah, I suppose so. But a wolf could just rip you apart. And would yeah, but you be can bit... climb a tree. You're in the woods. I suppose. But also, isn't the Earl King... Is he not a small, hairy man? Like No, he's not a hobgoblin. He's... Oh, okay. I mean, did they can... describe what he looked like? Let's see if we can find it. Oh, what did I just press? Let's see. Earl King... Uh, description? Here we go. No. <laughs> There's nothing on the images? Can we do a Let's reverse see. image search on him? On him? Uh, it's just like a... Oh, it does look more like an elf, maybe. Oh, yeah. Or like a spirit or something. Look, all of the images are of him just taking a child on the horseback. So he just looks kind of... T- I mean, I'll put pictures up on the Instagram, but he kind of just looks like a spirit... Here he has horns. There, well, I don't know. That's a deviant. I don't know if I trust that. <laughs> Just some person. There's like a hench one. <laughs> uh, yeah, all kinds. <laughs> but I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would say that wouldn't really fit in what I would Maybe think. Maybe that's not a goblin of so us, much. A goblin. You think of a little goblin. Yeah. But you know what else came up when I was looking at goblins? Mm-hmm. Gnomes. Gnomes. <laughs> I was like, maybe we'll have to do that another time. <laughs> well, I guess we could cover gnomes, but they're kind of at the cuter end of the spectrum. Yeah, but maybe that's that's how you perceive them. But maybe you don't know. Maybe they take you into the woods and kill you. Yeah, that maybe. maybe. But they just sort of sit around in your garden fishing. Uh, or like yeah. in Nomi and Juliet just singing Elton John songs. I was going to say, what happens when you're not looking though? I don't Who know. They, they just do Elton John covers. Who I knows? Think. Who knows, indeed. Um, so then another one is the Trasgu. Oh, yeah. Um, and the Trasgu is a mythological creature present in the tradition of several cultures of what is now uh, northern Spain and Portugal. Ooh. The origin of the creature is thought to be Celtic, um, but it's thought to have gone to Spain via the Romans. Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and this is a domestic goblin. So these... These uh, goblins, they date back to Roman times. Yeah. Even the Romans had goblins. Although that Earl King... No. Was that the 1500s, I think? Oh, right. So maybe a bit more recent, that one. Like a medieval... Yeah. So this Trasgu uh, is often represented... Oh, uh, let me go back. So he's the domestic goblin, uh, but he's mischievous again. But he's also nervous. Okay, Apparently. and domestic rather than dom- or like a corporate. International. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I see. It's like a Spanish goblin. <laughs> no, he's domestic in that he's in the house. He's I in the house. That. Yes. Uh, he's often represented as a tiny man, again, who limps with his right leg. He has dark skin, wears red clothes, and he's, a pointy red hat. He always limps. Apparently. Right. Yep. He has a hole in his left hand. So there's only one. It's not like there's loads. Yeah, I think so. Well, no, I think they do like. I mean, maybe there are a bunch of them, and they each one has like goes to a house. But each of them limp, and each have a hole in the hand. Yeah, apparently that's just genetics, right? What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, trait. Unless it's just the one. I Trasku traits. Yeah. Yeah. He's described at times as having horns, tail, sheep ears, and long legs, and also sometimes wears a long black and grey cloak. Uh, other times he's just described as small with long, long thin legs and wears a tight brown dress. So I don't know. I guess it depends. Like which culture you're speaking to, I guess, right? Right. Um, nocturnal noises are attributed to him and also small pranks like changing the location of objects. He enters homes at night when the inhabitants are asleep. If he's in a bad mood, he breaks kitchen vessels, spooks cattle, stirs chests of clothes, and spills water. These activities do not cause material damage because the inhabitants find everything as they left it. On the other hand, when he is treated well, he does house chores during the night. So he's kind of similar to the one in the Yorkshire place, right? In the Dales. In the Dales. What was the... So maybe there so is only one. So he spills water, one. but then there's no evidence that he spilled the water, is it? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. There's no, no, there's no material damage. So he doesn't like ruin your wooden floors. Okay. But I guess it also that makes no sense because nobody's gonna leave water on their floor and be like, oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh, or was it the goblin? I'm not sure. Right. Um, yeah. Maybe uh, they just mean he doesn't like smash stuff up. Yeah. That's yeah. Or he doesn't he doesn't ruin things. Right. 
Just so like, he doesn't leave things as they've left it, I guess. Mm, just move stuff around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, the dish was over there, but now it's over here, but it's not cracked or anything. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. He's just, uh, just a minor inconvenience. Yeah. Goblin. Uh, it says, it is difficult to get rid of him. If the house inhabitants decide to move to a new house, he follows them. So, again, he's very close to being a hobgoblin. He also sounds like a poltergeist as well. <laughs> How? Yeah. Because he's just, like, there's no evidence of him. He just moves stuff about and he's just like an, like an annoying spirit, right? Yeah. So it's, it'd be the same thing. I just They're just like, oh, it's the, someone's like, oh, it was a poltergeist. Move my dish. Yeah. But say, no, I know it wasn't. No, it was a trascu. Well, I guess it depends what you believe in. If you're like, well, no, ghosts aren't a thing. But I you're like, yeah, goblins. goblins. Hey, yeah, you never yeah. know. I mean, who doesn't? Mm. <laughs> um, so it's difficult to get rid of a trasgu. Mm-hmm. If the house inhabitants decide to move to a new house, he follows them. In a tale, the inhabitants of a house abandon it because of the trasgu. Oh, so it's exactly the same as a hobgoblin. Yeah. Just Spanish. Elsewhere, yeah. Um, on their way to the new house, the woman asks her husband, Have we left anything? The Trasgu following them says, You've left the lamp, but I have it. (laughs) So it's kind of of different. Can you imagine if we're like walking away and I'm like, Oh, did you, did we bring in everything from the house? And there's a little shit. It's like, Don't worry, you forgot the lamp, but I got it now. Yeah. Don't worry. (laughs) So again, it's just quite helpful. He's just trying to help out. (laughs) Do you think these like goblins know? They must know, right? Like, Oh, where are they going? Oh, I'll just go with them. They don't want to leave. Yeah. Me? Do you think they're just being really innocent? They're like, oh, we're just moving now. Not that they want to get rid of me. That's sad. Poor little goblin. Yeah, they just assume that they're part of the family, right? Yeah, I guess so. Although, if there's a way to expel a Trasgu. Mm. So you can request him of an impossible task. <laughs> like bringing a basket of water from the sea, picking up millet. Is that a fish? No. I don't know what millet is. Like corn, I think. Oh, right. Picking, well, I guess, picking anything up from the floor, because he has a hole in his hand, so he can't pick up anything. But only in one of the hands. Only one. Yeah. yeah. But I thought maybe it's something that's too big. Right. So you can't, like, do both. And whitening a black sheep. Can't do it. <laughs> Sorry? What was that last one? B- whitening a black sheep. So it's an impossible task. You can't oh, be like, oh, right. go whiten that black sheep. Right, okay. But because he thinks of himself capable of doing everything, he accepts the challenge. In his stubbornness, he will try until he becomes exhausted. When he fails to accomplish the tasks, his pride is hurt. He leaves and does not return. (laughs) (laughs) They're very sensitive beasts. Well, in a lot of these things, they're just like. It's misunderstood, yeah, Yeah. I know. And it says he will also become spooked if someone falsely recreates actions proper of goblins. So if I'm like mocking goblins and I do it (laughs) wrong, he gets offended and leaves. Or spooked, it said. Yeah, spooked. It's like, who's this fake goblin? I don't like it. And then goes. Right. Yeah. Strange, isn't it? I mean, what was the purpose of that? Of what? Of that goblin. Like, what? I don't know. Yeah, I guess, like, with the Earl King, you're like, well, don't go into the woods. It's just, I guess, like, a funny story to tell your kid or something. Maybe. And just to be like, watch out for the goblin, or whatever it was called. Yeah. Trasgu. Trasgu. Yeah. Yep. 
So that's a, a little Spanish one. Yeah. Do they have pictures of that anywhere? Is that different? Does it I look think Spanish? So. Wear like a little Spanish hat? No, I told you what he looked like. Like a conquistador. Oh yeah, he was wearing like a rag or something. Oh my god, he is kind of ugly. <laughs> I mean, this is He's just... very specific looking, you're right. He just has a little red hat. But again, obviously, like, there's not going to be real pictures of them. Because... He's like... like oh, he is See, this, cute. Well, that one is. But, like, look, this one has the hole in right. his hand. This one has a hole in his hand. This one has a hole in his hand. It's so like a gnome, it. I guess. Like a Spanish okay. gnome. Mm, not quite. What is that one doing? He's, like, mooning someone. That's weird. Anyway, I don't want to look at that. That's pretty ugly. Okay, moving on. There's the Pukwudgi. Right. And this is translated as little wild man of the woods that vanishes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's a human-like creature of Wampanoag folklore uh, found in Delaware and the Prince Edward Island. He's said to be... So what is Wampanoag? I think it's a Native American tribe area. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. So, now, so they did make their way to North America. Yeah, or maybe they just had their own. Yeah, I and guess so. And they were so. like, oh, this common knowledge of goblin. So maybe it's an innate part of humanity to just... Talk about goblins. Want goblins. Maybe. Uh, so he's said to be two to three feet tall. According to legend, Pukwudgies can appear and disappear at will, shapeshift, um, and then it says the most common form is a creature that looks like a porcupine from the back. And a half troll, half hum- human from the front, and walks upright. He also lures people to their deaths, uses magic, launches poison arrows, and creates fire. <laughs> cool. Uh, Native Americans believe that Pukwudgies were once friendly to humans, but then turned against them, and are best left alone. Right. Do Accor- they have a story, an origin yes. of why, why yeah. they turn against? Uh-huh. According to lore, a person who annoyed a Pukwudgie would be subject to nasty tricks by it, or subject to being followed by the Pukwudgie, <laughs> who would cause trouble for them. Mm-hmm. They're known to kidnap people, push them off cliffs, <laughs> <laughs> hard, attack their victims with short knives and spears, and use sand to blind their victims. One story explains that they began causing mischief and tormenting the natives out of jealousy of the devotion and affection the natives had for Mao Shop. I'm not really sure who Mao Shop is, but uh, he eventually exiled them to different parts of North America. It might be another, like, god or... Actually, let me look it up. Mao Shop. So were there a lot of... A mythical hero and giant. Right, so... so the tri- the native tribes worship Maoshop and yeah. Pukwudgie got jealous. Yeah, and he didn't like it. Right. Um, and also, yeah, so then the Pukwudgies were then hostile to humans uh, and then took revenge by killing Maoshop's five sons. Oh, my God. Yep. And some variations of the myth suggest that he, or they, the um, Pukwudgies, killed Maoshop himself. So they went to war. Yeah, they were like, "No, we want the humans' attention. We want us. We want them to love me, right? Not you." And then they went freaking nutso. But they had no, no beef with the mouse shop, really, other than the humans. I mean, yeah, the mouse shop was kind of innocent here. Yeah, he was. He was just hanging out with his five kids. He was just being a hero, right? Right. They really are jealous, Pugwatchies. Yeah, they're nasty. <laughs> and they just shove people off cliffs now. 
<laughs> yeah. Or, just... or because people dared to like the Mao shop. Yeah. Just, yeah. That is just, yeah. <laughs> Horrible beasts. And do people still talk of Pukwudgies today? Is it? I would imagine so, yeah. It's, it's just like a, a folklore, right? If you live in Delaware, it's just like... Oh. Yeah, if you're part of this tribe, I would imagine. They still have their folklores and things, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, so I look those... forward to seeing a Pukwudgie as well. <laughs> I have to go to Delaware. Mm-hmm. And worship Mao Shop. Um, there's one called the Mookie. And this is a goblin-like creature in the mythology of the Central Andes, in which is Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, and Colombia. Mm-hmm. He is known to be a miner. <laughs> right. And ex- his existence is constrained to underground spaces, like inside the mines. Right. Okay. He's considered to yeah. He's uh, considered to be a dwarf due to his height, since he's no taller than two feet. No. Uh, in the traditions of Cerro de Pasco. The Mookie is a small, brawny creature with a disproportionate body. His at- his head is attached to the body, but he lacks a neck. <laughs> Unfortunate. His voice is deep and husky, not matching his appearance. Aww. His long hair is bright blonde. His face is hairy and reddish with a long white beard. His look is deep, aggressive, and hypnotic, and his eyes reflect the light as if they were made of metal. In some mining traditions, he has two horns that are used to break the rocks and point at the mineral veins. His skin is very pale, which I guess makes sense if he's not out in the sun. Mm. And he carries a mining lantern. Sometimes he's described as having pointy ears. Also, this made me laugh. So the description of a Mookie changes with time. So in the 1930s, I mean, he, he cha- maybe he changes with the times, but right. in 1930s, Following the safety regulations of his work, the Mookie now wears a helmet, (laughs) a miner's outfit, and studded boots. Right. In other traditions, he's described as a small elf with a green outfit, uh, and sometimes wears a very fine vicuña cape, or with the waterproof outfit proper of a miner. Again, he carries a lantern or a flashlight, depending on the technological level of the mine. Although he says that, so I guess if you have like... A, an advanced mine he'll have lights and if he doesn't he has a flashlight so he's <laughs> he he's mine had... dependent right um can he like drive a like a big truck or anything? I don't know like, like a big well, drill or... here it says he walks like a duck because <laughs> his feet are of abnormal size and sometimes his legs can take the shape of a gro- a goose or a crow um and then he oh he so Right, so also in the 30s, he said to, he was said to have wandered the mines while holding a gas lantern, right? So I mm-hmm. guess like at the time, yeah, he was just like with the technology of the time. Um, but nowadays, mm-hmm. he has a more updated look. So he wears a mining outfit, has rain boots and a battery flashlight. Whoa, okay. Yeah. And sometimes he shapeshifts into an animal or a blonde white man to appear to the miners and deceive them. Which I guess makes sense, because they're like, who the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. We don't look like this. Uh, the Mookie lives in lonely places, and its attacks inspire fear in their victims and adversaries. They are known for stealing defenseless children. Again. Children in the mine? Yeah. Well, doing? kids are always running around in mines. You always see it. It's in, like, video games and stuff. They're like, oh, let's go down to the mine. Yeah, I right? guess they... Don't play in the freaking mine. The Mookie's gonna get you. 
don't go in the mine. There's a little miner there that will just take you. Yeah. I mean, just being in the mine alone would surely be danger enough. Yeah, but you want to be brave with your friends, right? But this is going to put you off even more. Right. Um, so then it says, Elders advise that when dealing with the Mookie, one should use his or her belt to battle him without <laughs> succumbing to fear. What do you mean? So, like, they're like, don't go into the mines, there's Mookie. But I guess if you see a Mookie, make sure you have your belt. Take your belt off. Take your belt. Yeah, you And get just a start, belt like, off. smacking the Mookie. Mm. Right. That's a weird bit of detail, but okay. Yeah. Fine. So apparently the fusion of the Andean and Christian cultures brought European beliefs into the myth. Mm-hmm. So now it's changed a bit. That the main victims of the goblins were the Morito, who were unbaptized children. Um, it's fucking Christians. Yeah. <laughs> so they just like scare you into being baptized and becoming Christian. Right. Um, and so being an unbaptized child, that's who the Mookie now steal uh, and then those children become mookies themselves and then, so it says in some tales the unbaptized children are kidnapped by the goblins who live in fig or banana trees uh, they've <laughs> come out from the mines now right okay i was gonna say what are all these unbaptized children doing in the mines but well there you go see they changed it now completely changed it uh-huh. so christians came and go how do we scare these people yeah into become converting uh-huh we say, oh, well, the Mookies will get you from... The what? figs and banana trees, which are more common. You're just walking around, you're going to see a banana tree, right, yeah. in the area. Um, and so what they do is they kidnap you, and then they keep you until you turn into a goblin, too. It says, the skin of the children who spend time with these creatures turns very pale and is advised to take the victims to church at once... So they can receive the sacrament. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like propag- Christian propaganda. Always, yeah. That's weird, isn't it? Yep. Um, so it says, The Mookie can be by himself or in groups, but they are known to prefer, prefer living on their own. They live in a timeless world of eternal darkness, and they don't age. They, they, it's hmm? very inconsistent, this story. Well, you know, it's just word of mouth, right? Right, okay. But they live in eternal darkness in a cave, in but a, also in a banana tree. Well, the Christians changed it. So they do, yeah, okay. So they just messed up the story. Well, look, wherever the Mookie lives. Yeah, I think it's better when they're in the cave. It's more consistent. Eternal darkness in the cave, killing whoever they killed. Yeah. So, well, the original one is the ones in the mine. Yeah. Right. So it says, like, here's a, a description. It says, the Mookie likes to whistle loudly and thus warn of danger to the miners of their liking. Mm-hmm. So, like, here I come. Uh, apparently it says that this Mookie is a goblin with a lot of power. He can make the metal veins appear and disappear, sense the moods and emotions of the miners, help with the miners' work by softening or hardening the metal veins, etc. He is known to help miners and sometimes to make packs with them. He gravitates towards discreet and honest people who will fulfill their promises and not share the details of their interaction with him. So they're down in the mine struggling away and they're like, Oh, a Mookie's here. Can you help me, like, mine this vein of metal or whatever? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but as long as you keep it on the DL, then <laughs> we got a deal here. Yeah, buddy. yeah, but then apparently these uh, stories have escaped. Yeah. Because we all know about them today. And not happy. No, well, maybe those miners They said, we had a deal here. <laughs> yeah. Although it says here, many stories coincide on the fact that it is possible to capture a Mookie. And make a pact with him. Mm-hmm. Very often he offers to do the miner's work for some cocoa, alcohol, or the company of a woman. <laughs> As that helps him feel less lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And it says, yet the outcome tends to be tragic due to the miner rarely being able to do as promised. When this occurs, the Mookie <laughs> takes the miner's life. They're like, ah, oh, I could set you up. <laughs> yeah, I'll set okay. you up with my sister. And they're like, yeah, right. They're like, look, you mine this stuff for me, and I'll bring you my sister tomorrow. And yeah, then they show up the date. next day, and he's like, where's your sister? And he's like, nah, just kidding. And he's like, oh, yeah? Killed. Right. I did your freaking work for you and you don't even give me a woman to lay with. Yeah. Yep. Bloody hell. Yeah, well, don't piss anything off. Poor little I mean, Mookies, though. I mean, they got to live underground the whole time. Yeah. They, they're lonely. Yeah. I mean, is that scary? No, I mean, I don't think any of these are scary. They're just like myths and folklore, which are quite interesting. But I guess they're scary if you're unbaptized. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I would think being in a mine would probably be one of the scariest places you could be. Yeah, but if that's your job, right, you just get on with it. Also, if it's what you're used to, maybe it becomes less scary over time. Just like being in the office. Yeah. I guess that's so. That's a scary place, the office. But, I mean, it, yeah. But even even if you've been there the whole time, it's dark, it's like cold, mm-hmm. drippy. Yeah. Things can like collapse and fall and it's dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. So just adding that Mookie layer. Yeah, but the Mookie can also be good. He can also help you out. He'll give well, you a little whistle. Well, it seems like a bit of a deal of the devil, though. It's like, yeah, well, he'll help you out, but he'll also, if you do something wrong, you displease him, he'll just kill you. Well, look, I mean, and the mind can your kill you anyway. unbaptized children. <laughs> no, the unbaptized children are different. That was just the Christian propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. After the fact. The miners were like, where'd the Mookie go? And they're like, oh, he's living in a fig tree now up in that banana tree taking the children who are unbaptized yeah yeah they adapted it but they kind of just half-assed it I think I mean if they got what they wanted people to be baptized and yeah that's it who cares fair enough hmm hmm yeah I guess it worked because I guess Christianity is quite popular in South America yeah see it was all the Mookies doing yeah Um, so I have one last one Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm probably not going to say this correctly at all but it's the Dokaibi, which is a Korean one. Ooh. Um, I think maybe it's less of a goblin, but it's a goblin-esque. Like a goblet. Mm, no. But so there's like different kinds of Dokaibi, and I think there's you can just go talk about them forever. But uh, I tried to whittle it down a bit. Um, but they are... They're said to possess extraordinary powers and abilities, and they, they interact with humans. Again, at times playing tricks on them and at times helping them. In Korea, they are not formed by the death of a human being, by rather, but rather by the spiritual possession of an inanimate object, such as an old discarded household tool like a broom or object stained with human blood. Oh my god. At different versions of the Dokaibi mythology assign different attributes to them. In some cases, they're considered harmless, but nevertheless mischievous usually playing pranks on people or <laughs> this is my favorite challenging wayward travelers to a sirium which is a korean wrestling <laughs> right. uh, match to for the right to pass right. so you're like trying to go take a walk and they're like hello fight me <laughs> wrestle me <laughs> wrestle me yeah and it says dokaibi are extremely skilled at wrestling and cannot be beaten <laughs> unless their right side is exploited so take note, everyone. Right, okay. So it's like a really challenging wrestling match. <laughs> yeah. Against a, a goblin. Mm-hmm. 
And in other tales, Dokaibi only have one leg, so one should hook their leg and push them to win. I mean, so that's fairly easy. Fairly easy. Well, I don't, I don't know. But, okay. Um, and yeah. uh, what's the reason, just because you just want to go somewhere and they're just in the way? Yeah, they're just being mischievous, right? Or the, the, There is a one Dokaibi. So, like, they sort of label them and they have like different groups and one of the groups is literally just this wrestling one <laughs> yeah so yeah they're really into it um the wrestling dokaibi yeah and these dokaibi apparently they're like really popular in um like pop culture oh really so i think is it, did it say like bts like sings about one i think there's like a tv show <laughs> like they love it but um are yeah. they in, like, Korean soap operas? Yeah, I think there was, like, a TV drama about where you have to, like, find one a wife or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm always um, getting these goblins' wives. <laughs> Look, they're freaking lonely. What do you want? Right. Um. So, yeah, so I have one last story, mm-hmm. which I found was quite interesting. Is this about Dokaibi? It is, of course, about Dokaibi. Yeah. So, many like, Korean legends have Dokaibi featured in them. Uh, again, they either play pranks or they punish them for people being bad. But uh, so here's the one story that I quite liked. So one such tale describes an old man who lived alone on a mountain. Mm-hmm. One day, a Dokaibi visited his house. Surprised, the kind old man de- gave the Dokaibi an alcoholic beverage and they became friends. The Dokaibi visited the old man often and they had long conversations together. But one day, the man took a walk by himself in the woods near the river. He discovered that his reflection looked like a Dokaibi. He feared and realized that he was gradually becoming one. Right. The man made a plan to prevent himself from becoming a Dokaibi and invited the creature to his house. He asked, what are you most afraid of? And the Dokaibi answered, I'm afraid of blood. What are you afraid of? The man pretended to be frightened and said, I'm afraid of money. That's why I live in the mountains by myself. The next day, the old man killed a cow and poured its blood all over his house. Mm. The Dokaibi, with shock and great anger, ran away and said, I'll be back with your greatest fear. So then the next day after that, the Dokaibi brought bags of money and threw it to the old man. And after that, the Dokaibi never came back, but the old man became the richest person in the town. So he played this Dokaibi. Uh-huh. But my when I was thinking that, I was like, well, he became a Dokaibi. So he was the one who was playing the tricks. <gasps> right? So, so he was a Dokaibi. He was a Dokaibi all along. See? Right. I, see. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's not it. But I was like, <gasps> the that, tables have turned. Yeah. That could make a good good soap opera storyline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he became rich. And lived his best life alone, rich in a, like a beautiful mountain area, covered in cow blood. Oh, you clean that. Hmm. And he didn't have to be harassed by a uh, his friend. His friend obviously became too annoying. It was like the banshees of Innie Sharon. Like, oh, for God's sake, I had enough of you now. How can I get you to go away? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Maybe Colin Farrell is at the Kaibi. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, whatever the other guy is just sick of him, and he's like, "Just go, please." But he was also a Dakaibi all along. Yep, that's interesting. Mm. An interesting universal tale. Yeah, weird, huh? I mean, I guess like just with, I don't know, not talking, but legends and things have um, yeah, they just go around, don't they? And then they change as they wherever they go, like that game telephone. 
Mm. Like if I whisper to you, you whisper to the next person, it's going to change, right? But it's all generally maybe the same. I mean, do they have the same basis or are they just different, completely different? I, I mean, mean they both. Do, they do seem to be just like mis- mischievous. Yeah. Goblino. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So there are goblins literally all over the world. Yeah. Does every culture... I mean, we haven't mentioned any African countries. Uh, yeah, there was one. But again, it was just too long to go into. But the Zulu have a goblin-esque thing. Like, again, they're also like ones that aren't quite goblins, but are kind of related to like what the goblin stories were. So maybe they don't look like a goblin, but they are just mischievous and stuff. Yeah. But they have one. Um, I think there was also like a Middle Eastern one. Like a Bengali one, but I couldn't find very much information on that one. But yeah, they are, I think they are all over. Goblin worldwide. That's right. It's just mischievous spirit, right? Which Mm. I guess everyone's going to have one of that, whether it's called goblin or similar or not. Yeah. Yeah. But very few goblets. Yeah, they're always just hairy little men. (laughs) Hairy little horny men. (laughs) Well, like literally, sometimes they have horns on their head. Oh, really? Yeah, I said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, in conclusion, are goblins scary? They can be. Yeah. Yeah. Which was the scariest? Uh, the first one, I guess. The one with the woods. The German one? Yeah, yeah. Not maybe that wasn't first, was it? The Elf King. Yeah. But he was really not very goblin, goblin-esque. No, I guess not. But yeah, he was more traditional German, like fairy tale. Yeah, Earl King. Yeah. He was quite scary. Yeah. I thought in the end I got quite scared by the Mookie. The Mookie? Yeah. Why? The mining one. Yeah. I mean, you're baptized. You have nothing to be... Yeah, that's true. ...scared of. And you're also not a miner, so you're absolutely fine. The Mookie is the least um, threatening, threatening to, to you, yeah. But, I mean, I'm baptised, but I'm not a practising Christian, so... It doesn't matter. It doesn't say that you have to be. It just says baptised. So that's a loophole. There you go. Just get baptised and then forget about it. Mm-hmm. And then you're not Free from be... the Mookie. Free from the Mookie. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Did you find anything else out? Yeah, there's loads. I was like, I need to cut this down. I mean, we can always do a part two of goblins. If anybody really is intrigued by speaking about goblins. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we can see. Mm. So I guess that's it. Do you have anything else to add? Goblin-esque? Um, gobletto? What's that? I don't know. I guess I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> Gobletto, a little goblin. Yeah. <laughs> Goblino, a little goblin. Yeah. Goblito. A little Spanish one. <laughs> a little Spanish goblin. Yeah. yeah, like the one. He was cute, that Spanish one as well. So. The Trasgu. Trasgu, yeah. yeah. His name wasn't very good. No, it's really hard to for me to say, like reading it. I just want to say Tragsu. Trags, yeah. But it's, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so that's all I have to say about goblins at this time. Maybe I can revisit more goblins. <laughs> Cause, uh, or maybe we can move on to gnomes. That would be uh, funny. See if there is anything. And what's your favourite goblin in pop culture? 
Oh, I was I was gonna say that uh, Earl King one. I think uh, I was reading that J. R. R. Tolkien mm-hmm. used them as the orcs. Uh, That's an Earl King. Right. Because they're goblins. Originally, aren't they? Orcs and goblins? Yeah, then they turn into them, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't, they were just bad, I think. Oh. I don't really know what their motives were. I don't know. No, sure. Yeah. But also, what other goblins are there? Yeah, I can only think, like, Lord of the Rings or... Dobby. Well, Hobbit. But, like, the Gringotts, are those goblins? Are those different kinds of goblins? So Dobby's a hobgoblin. What are the Gringotts ones? Different goblins. I don't know. I thought they were just, like, Jewish stereotypes. (laughs) So I think they were just cancelled, those goblins, and, like, banged goblins. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, anything that that woman did is probably not PC. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She's an awful person. But that's another thing. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I don't know. Who's your favourite goblin? I really don't know. I don't think there are any. No. I, mean, I can't I think, think of any goblins. No. Well, you talk, I mean, people talk about goblins all the time. You're like, oh, you little goblin. <laughs> but, okay, so pop culture goblin. Yeah, we could have to do like a top ten goblins. It's just, imp- who is the popular goblin character? <laughs> the green, green goblin. goblin. Yeah, but he's not of a goblin. Of course. <laughs> I knew it. Um... I mean, I don't know. And who plays the Green Goblin? Oh, yeah. Oh, that Green Goblin. Yeah, it's uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess he looks like a goblin, but does he behave? I mean, I guess he's bad, right? He's a mischievous one. Oh, yeah. What is this? The anti-Semitic history of goblins. Okay. I'm not going to click on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. I don't... Yeah, there's no... The Goblin King in Labyrinth? Like, again, that's not really a goblin. Yeah, he would just ruled over the goblins. There was a goblin in Labyrinth, wasn't there? Mm, I don't know. That film was weird. Anyway, yeah, so there's uh, not a lot of goblins around. Green Goblin is the ultimate goblin, right? Yeah, look at how happy he is. He has some candy here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I guess there's not really, like anything else you don't really see them so much in pop culture no you have to go to Korea for that they're yeah. everywhere there songs TV <laughs> that's it that's why Korea is the future it's all about the goblins yeah they know mm-hmm. they know what's up yeah they need to they found a gap in the market and they freaking went with it the goblin gap that's it yeah goblin gap uh yep so <laughs> that's it for me hopefully uh, we will be back with a more regular schedule Um, but we'll see Uh, yeah so that's it do you have anything any last words nope cool (laughs) alright well thanks for listening everyone Um, and see you next time bye bye